Welcome to the Motivational Firewood Podcast, created by Steve Gamlin. As an award-winning speaker and author, Steve's greatest passion is blending inspiration and humor to create relatable, actionable, and repeatable messages. We hope you enjoy this recording. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Motivational Firewood Radio Show. I am your host, Steve Gamlin, and this is one of those weeks which I love the most because it's called Hey, look, I found somebody cool to talk to week, so I don't have to be here by myself. That's pretty much the way it goes. This week's guest is a guy I've known for a long time, since my very early radio days, 1992-1993. His name is Mike Gasick, and he actually became part of my life through our mutual radio friend, Mr. Gary Levitt, who brought him to our morning show saying, hey, we got this new guy we call Mr. Instant Song. Mike, welcome to today's show. Steve, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a long time coming. Uh, now, Mike, if you had to fill out your resume, what would be your official full-time job title? Musician. Nice. <laughs> I still remember the day that you and I were talking on the phone, and this is quite a while ago, where you said, hey, kid, and I love that you call me kid, even though I'm 47 years old, so you know, don't stop doing that. <laughs> you said, hey, I get to play music full-time. It's amazing. I still can't believe that I still do it. Yeah. Um, that was actually in 1995 when I when we were talking. I had quit my uh, my day job. Well, actually, I got laid off from the day job, and um, I started picking up more work. I was playing a couple of nights a month uh, while I was working full time, and then I started getting some more gigs. And I realized that I was playing. I could play four nights a week every week. I was getting rebooked in all these new clubs and. And I realized that I was making more money in 20 hours than I was making in 40 hours doing construction. So it was almost a no-brainer for me. They, they called me back to work, and I said, you know what? I'm all set. I've got a new job. And my new job, I play for work, which is amazing. I, I do what I love, and at the end of the day, they give me a check. Yeah, I say that a lot with regard to speaking. Somebody asked me, so what do you do for a living? I said, well, I get on a stage in front of people. I tell stories about how I screwed my life up royally. Then I put back together and I took notes. So I just keep retelling these stories and I hope that they inspire people or at least make them feel better about their path in life. And then at the end, a really nice person gives me a check. <laughs> life is good. Life, life is good, Steve. Life's as good as we make it. And one of the things I want to stress to people is it wasn't like Mike woke up one day and he said, I want to be a musician. And just threw everything else aside. I mean, you you paid your dues. I mean, you learned how to play guitar. You perfected it. You sat in your room. You sacrificed time that maybe you could have been out with friends. And you just, you worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And you've also written in excess of 100 original songs. You're right. I, I did put in my time that when I got laid off, you know, you have your days. Obviously, even when I was working full time, I would come home from work. And I would pick up my guitar and play and sing and say, my God, that was like my way of relieving the stress of the day of my regular job. And it was just amazing. And I started getting gigs and people were like, hey, you are pretty good at that. So I want you to keep coming back. And they kept paying me. So I, I kept going. I just kept doing it. And I, I had an original band uh, years ago, which, you know, you've seen many times called Wilder Road. Yeah. And um, we had some label interest. We actually got a grant from Jim Beam, the whiskey people. They had a program called Beam, Benefiting Emerging Artists of Music. And uh, Pat DiMunzio from the um, Smithereens actually handed us 
a big check for twenty five hundred dollars from Jim Beam Whiskey, and it was a it was a national promotion. They literally picked a handful of bands from thousands across the country. They give out ten thousand dollars a year, and we got twenty five hundred of it, and that was to help us record our second CD. We had a lot of success, and then unfortunately, it's hard to keep five people together and all on the same page for a long period of time. I don't know how. Actually, we we see a lot of these big bands, the Stones, and they they tend to go come and go. They they leave for a while and then they come back and they realize that they were better together than apart. But it's tough. So then I started doing more of the the solo duo stuff, low stress. You know, we have to deal with either myself or one other person, and we had plenty of work with that. I mean, and the original scene is really tough as, as far as making a living. A lot of the clubs don't pay very well. I mean, like we were playing at Monokins in Boston years ago, and uh, they would give you $50 and eight drinks, and that was your pay for the night. But you played to a room full of people. So you did it for the promotion and selling some CDs and getting people on your mailing list. And it was fun. Again, it was just, it was still fun. When you're doing your own stuff, it's amazing. It, there's nothing more rewarding than that, to playing your music and watching somebody singing your lyrics out in the, in the crowd and having a good time to your music. It's just inspiring. And, um, and, and I did. I played, you know, you name a club in Boston, I played it at one time or another. We paid our dues, and, um, and I'm still out paying my dues now. I still write, record, and uh, I actually just had a song in a movie last year. The movie was called Anything's Possible, and it's available on Amazon.com. They chose one of my songs from the last CD called More Memories to Come, and it runs the credits out at the end of the movie, which was really cool. Nice. Now, see, I get a friend now as part of a movie soundtrack. Because Believe me, I live through the success of my friends. I shouldn't say I live through it. I live for it because I love to cheer on cool people and people that I know have earned it. And, you know, we all get our breaks. You guys had the Jim Beam thing, and that's great. People will say you're lucky, but you slogged it out. You know, every time people say you're lucky, you and I shake our heads. Right. You know, I there were days I shake my head hard enough I could mix paint. That's how hard I shake my head at what some people think was luck. Right. The old saying, Steve, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. And another song off your last CD called Dreams Do Come True. The first time I heard that song, I said, wow, Mike's got it. So why don't you explain a little bit about what went into that song and, and kind of how it came out of you? It came out of me in a way, like, because I was living the dream. I was doing dreams can come true. If you put your mind to it and you really want something hot enough, you can do it. And um, I wanted to play music, and I love playing music, and nothing makes me feel better than playing music. I, I actually get to make other people happy for a job similar to you. Mm. You make them feel good at the end of the day, and that's what it's all about for me. And I feel good, too, because I'm doing what I love. So when I was writing this song, The Dreams Do Come True, it's about taking chances and going after something that you really want. And I kind of made it in a way that it's either like a relationship or your job or whatever it is that you want to do. If you try, chances are your dreams can come true. And it's one of my favorite songs on the last CD. It really is. And we had a, a friend of ours come in who plays saxophone. And then the song just went to a whole other level. I'm like, oh, my God. It just really brought it to life. And it makes me feel so good every time I hear that song. It really does. Another one, which I know is inspired because you played the bars and the clubs for so many years, 
the people that request the same songs over and over and over. And oh, yeah. the name of the song is called Inagata de Stairway to Freebird Pie. Yes. You know, it's so funny, Stephen. Every time we say, you know, we take requests and people, because of the old Leonard Skinner album, where they say, what song do you want to hear? And people go, Freebird. So every time I say we take requests, someone would yell out Freebird. And as a joke, I used to say, Okay, we're going to play Inagata, the Stairway to Freebird Pie, the Grateful Dead version. It takes two days. <laughs> and people would laugh, and it was just kind of light in the mood. I just took the four longest songs I could think of. But what I ended up doing was taking that and turning it into a song about all the songs that people request, like Brown Eyed Girl, Margaritaville, uh, Sweet Caroline. And we're talking from 21-year-olds, all the way up to 60-year-olds, they want the same song. Mm. They can sing along to songs that make them feel good. So I decided to go in and write a song and use all the titles or lines from songs, and you figure out what songs they're from. Most of them are titles, so it's pretty funny, and it's one of my most requested songs now to play out live. And you, you're set apart for it because you said, all right, we played these same songs over and over and over. You kind of acknowledge the elephant in the room, and then you wrote a song about the elephant. So you you stuck out because you took it and actually embraced it. Right. So what are you working on these days, Mike? What's what's kind of coming up next for you? I just finished writing the material for my next CD. And honestly, Steve, I believe that it's some of my best stuff. You know, hopefully as an artist, you get better, not stay the same. And I think that my writing has gotten a lot better, using a lot more images and phrases to create my songs as opposed to just, you know, putting the words together that rhyme. So I've been doing that. Uh, I wrote a song called I Love Boston, which I'm actively shopping to all the sports teams in Boston. A friend of mine is a nurse at Cops Floating Hospital for Children. Mm -hmm. And they just did, uh, the Boston Bruins did Cuts for a Cause, and they raised $130,000. They go in and they cut their hair, and people pay to go in and see them and meet them and, so my friend filmed it and took uh, photos of it, and he put my song, I Love Boston, to it. And then Tufts Floating Hospital put that out on their website and on their Facebook page and went out and went all over. And uh, so it was, it was a really big hit. And I just actually, the other day, we went into Boston, and we, we took photos on top of Tufts Hospital on the helipad with Boston in the background. It was absolutely breathtaking. Wow. My friend Dan knows the security, and they came up with us, and we, they let us take some photos out there, and it was absolutely unbelievable. And Scott Neely, who is Cam's brother, he has the, um, the Neely Foundation. He's in charge of that. He was there, so I gave him a copy of that CD with that song, and I'm kind of hoping that maybe he hands it to his brother and his brother can embrace it because I think it can be a, a sports song that you hear at the game, and it, it's amazing. It's one of my best. And everything we do, and you just touched on it big time, building relationships. Absolutely. You know, you can say, well, I've been a musician for 35 years. I'm due. You know, I deserve this. Kind of like I heard in an interview the other day via Success Magazine, there are people who are out there, musicians, who just say, I'm waiting for a call from this record label. I'm waiting for these guys to discover me. With the technology we've got these days, you can be out there in an afternoon but you've got to make the effort building long-term relationships and you never know where they're going to go. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, I mean, I look at myself and, you know, I, I see a success 
you know, I'm not big time, I'm not rich and famous, but I love what I do. So to me, that's a success. If you can do something that you love and get paid for it and make a living doing that, then you're successful. Because there's a lot more to life than money. I mean, I'm a firm believer of that. Would I like more money? Of course. Who wouldn't? But I make a good living. I pay my bills. I live. I have some money in my pocket. I have low stress in my life. And that's amazing. That is worth a lot of money to me. I know people who have a lot more money than I do, and they're miserable people. They're not happy because they're going to either go to Boston, I'm going to do this, or, you know, they're working 70 hours a week, and they have no time for their family. I get to enjoy my family, my life. I do what I love. I don't know what more you can ask for. No, nothing, really, nothing at all. And and I'm in the same boat, believe me. People think, you know, I say I've been speaking now, I'm in my 11th year. Uh, overnight success is 20 years, so I'm just a little over halfway there, which is great. <laughs> overnight success. Right. But here's the thing. I love what I do. I, I'm not rich, believe me, by any means. It's a struggle. I own two small companies. It's a struggle. But my worst days are still better than a lot of people's regular days because I am in touch with my family every single day. I get to enjoy all this stuff and I get to do something I love. It's doing what we do and walking through life the way we walk through life. And that's how we see all these opportunities. And you're right. Absolutely. Success has nothing to do with money. And I, I say that all the time on stage. I watched an interview with um, Jim Carrey, the, uh, the comedian. He was, he was amazing. He was talking about his dad. His dad was an accountant, and he hated his job. And he goes, and my dad was the funniest guy you ever know. And he would just make me laugh, all would make everybody laugh all the time. But he, he was an accountant, and that's what paid the bills. So he goes, and he worked his butt off of this one company for 20 years. And then they just laid him off. And, and then he couldn't find a job. And now he, then he was working at a job that paid a lot less than what he was making as an accountant. And the thing was, like, you know, he should have did what he loved. He should have been a comedian because that's what he wanted to do. The whole thing of the story was do what you love because even if you do what you have to, doesn't mean you're going to be a success at that. You could fail at doing what you have to do. So do what you love. Even if you fail, it's the same thing. Yeah. And I encourage people all the time because, of course, we get that feedback when people, well, I can't quit my job. It pays my bills and takes care of my family. I get that. Don't right. be one of those people that drives your current life off a cliff because you think it's going to be better. But do what I used to encourage my sister to do. And she's an accountant. She's a senior level accountant at a huge corporation. Find the slivers. I said, you love working with kids. Good. On a Saturday morning, go volunteer for one hour to help kids with disabilities. And so then when you're doing your 60, 65 hours a week and it gets to be a grind, you think, I just got to get past this so I can spend one hour doing something that makes me super happy. Right. And then down the line, hey, if you can make it a bigger part of your life, do it. But at least give yourself the gift of that one hour a week. Go volunteer somewhere. Go do something. Go bring newspapers to an animal shelter. You know, I always joke, you can recycle them, and that's great. But wouldn't it be great to be helping out an animal shelter and then thinking of a dog taking a dump on the face of a politician in the news that you don't like? <laughs> you know, that's just, a great way to put it. Just too. make everything you do have some element that makes you happy. Life is too short, as we both know. I'm sure, you know, I know I've lost people real close to me, and you have. Most of them weren't doing what they loved. 
You know, so you go through life and you bear that cross the whole time and then you die. What good is that? Again, I I do get the whole thing, like you said, you do what pays the bills. And unfortunately, most people, you know, can't make as much money doing music as they can doing accounting or or doing any any other job uh, like that. But again, I was fortunate enough to do it. I worked really hard and finally got to that situation where I can do that. And um, I, I worked full time for years at a job I didn't like. And I played music on the side. And then when I finally got that opportunity, I took it. And then I built on that, and it just kept snowballing, and it kept going, and and um, that's where I am today. So, Mike, what do you have for advice for the person right now who's got their guitar or, or whatever their dream is that they would like to do who think, oh, Steve and Mike are so lucky they get to do that? What's your advice to somebody who's kind of at that point in their life where they're saying, well, I'd like to do this, but I'm not sure? What's your advice to that person that's kind of on the, the cusp of maybe going after a dream? You've got to find what makes you happy, and then you have to get good at it. And a lot of people do stuff, like, as for me in the music industry, I know a lot of people who play, and their friends will all say, oh, you sound good, you sound good. And then, you know, other people hear them and they say, okay, you're not quite ready to make a living at that. Make sure that you're ready to do, you're as good as you can be at doing what you love, and then go for it. Again, I, I mean, I'm not saying quit your day job immediately and go stop playing music. That's a, it, it's a tough way to make a living at first. But if you put enough time into it, and you, because anybody can get better. I, I practice every day. Honest to God, I, I pick up my guitar every day and I play four, I do five shows a week. But I still, I'll, I'll get down a show for four hours and come home and pick up my guitar and play some more. Because I, I just, I, I want to be better. I want to be the best that I can. And you need to follow your heart, is my saying to everybody. Like, if you love it enough, go for it. Try it. Set smaller goals first. I mean, in, in the music, you know, say I'm going to sing in their open mic night. And then see how it goes and see the response from people who don't know you, who are not your friends. And then you know, they're all going to tell you you're great. And if it goes over well, then you can start picking up some other gigs or doing stuff like that. Same with, with other jobs, no matter what it is. You can do a little bit part-time and see if you like it. Make sure you love it. If you love working with pets, go volunteer at the shelter, like you said. And then say, oh my God, I can do this. And then eventually they will pay you to do it. That's the great thing. Nothing happens overnight. People just don't wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to try doing this today. And then say, wow, look at how lucky I am. That's not the way life works. You find something that you love, you work hard at it, and things come to you. Like the song says, dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. I'm living proof. Nice, as so am I. Mike, we're going to wrap it up right here. How can people find your music and learn more about you? Well, my website is MikeGasek.com, and that's M-I-K-E-G. A-C-E-K, MikeGasek.com. My music is up on iTunes, and they can find it there. And they also have a ton of videos up on YouTube. In fact, you can find that I Love Boston song on YouTube right now, and you can check that out. Put in Mike Gasek, I Love Boston. It'll come right up. Awesome. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the radio show. Certainly appreciate it. And as I always say, one of these weekends when I'm not working, I'm going to come out and catch you doing a show. Sounds good, Steve. All right. I thanks, man. I appreciate you calling me. Much love, and I, uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening. 
We hope Steve's message provided many pieces of motivational firewood, which you can add to the spark in your heart to create success. For more information on how to include Steve at your next event or to learn more about his personal development programs, please visit stevegamlin.com.